Good day, nerds. This is Megan coming at you with another Cantina conversation. Today's episode features a chat with Hannah Nicole Mayer. Uh, we're talking about her book, Assistant to the Villain, that comes out on August 29th. This was such a fun conversation with Hannah. I really enjoyed learning about her journey and how her um, story began as like a TikTok series and turned into a published debut novel. Um, but either way, I'll let you guys get to it. Here is Hannah. Okay, today we've got Hannah Nicole Mayer. We're talking about her upcoming book, Assistant to the Villain, that comes out on August 29th. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. This book was so fun, and your journey to like get this book published is so different and cool and I don't know, cheesy way to say it. It's like inspiring. It's like that's so awesome. You know, I'm happy for you. This is so awesome and it's such a fun and funny read. Like I was just smiling the entire time. It was so fun. So I'm I'm excited to to dig a little bit deeper today. Oh my gosh. I have that's so nice. Thank you so much. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about it. Like I feel like a lot of it I've had to like well, waiting for the book to come out. Uh you obviously can't reveal like everything, but I feel like I share so much of it online. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to like do a deep dive. But like thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so absolutely. glad you smiled through it. Yeah, it was. Oh, like I love. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just love their dialogue. Um, well, we'll get you. How about I'll give you a chance to, um, get, you know, can you share a summary of the book and then, you know, because we're gonna we're gonna unpack all of it. So just so that um, readers and listeners can follow along with what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I feel like I've done this so many times and I I have not gotten better at it. So I'm gonna do my <laughs> best. And here we go. So it essentially, it is kind of turning like the fairy tales on their head. And this is actually about like the villain side of things, but it's a play on like a funny office dynamic as well. So it's about like this bubbly young woman who ends up working for like her total opposite, who is like this grumpy, hates feelings, like <laughs> doesn't believe in love, like villain and sort of their dynamic together. And essentially the story is them trying to figure out who in the office is betraying them to the quote unquote heroes of the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's such a different, like unique take on that whole, you know, that whole trope of like the fantasy, like, yeah, we all hear it. We're like, okay, there's a villain in every story. Right. And, right. but that's so cool that you thought that you, you got up this story, um, of being like, well, yeah, let's check. Well, what's, what's going on on his end? You know, like, what? <laughs> I feel like I feel, I have like such deep, like, I like to see the good in everybody. And I've been like that since I was really young. So I would always watch like Disney movies and I would look at like villains and stuff and be like, feel like I could make them my best friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just need like some tender love and care, some jokes. Like we could soften them a little bit. That's so funny. I know you just like turned your that part of your personality into your character. That's so funny. You're like, well, yeah. hey. Yeah, because Evie, I love her as a character. She's like, you know, she's confident and she is goofy. Like, and she is just, you know, she, she's, she's so relatable because we've all been there where we're like, we get caught, you know, cause she, her boss is hot and we like get, we get caught up. And when like, when we're attracted to people or when we're trying to like maintain professionalism or saying inappropriate things, when you think no one's listening and like, you know, there's yes. not suitable for work conversations, but like you have yes. your work buddy and like, it's so funny. She's so relatable in that regard where maybe she's a little bit too honest sometimes or like, yes. <laughs> but I yes. love her. We love her for it. Yes. She is just like my pride and joy. I feel like <laughs> I always say that there is no speed bump between my brain and my mouth like things just come out and I always like when it's out in the air I'm like ah no but it's too late it's already <laughs> out and I feel like the worst setting to do that is like when you're working for like the villains and the villains are supposed to be like serious and scary and she just takes that like bubble and anytime she sees it she's just like I'm gonna pop it and yeah. see what happens <laughs> so. yeah I love because she's not phased by his mood you know or she she kind of finds it helpful sometimes, like just his habits. She can identify the habits and his little quirks where she, where she uses it to her advantage. She's like, you know, Oh, like I love like one of her first times meeting her. She's like looking up. Okay. Something like she sees three dangling heads. She's like, well, that's more than normal. Something must be really be wrong with him today. Like, Yeah. He must be in a mood. What's yeah. Normal, just one. <laughs> I was telling someone the other day that she takes like people pleaser to like, the most extreme extent like like there's a body on her desk and she's like oh 
I really would not like that to be there, but I don't yeah. want to be rude. <laughs> what do I do here? <laughs> like, yeah. And that is like there? in an off. Yeah. That's in an office setting where you're just like, Oh, do I say anything? Like, I don't want to be difficult or I don't want to, you know, uh, it's, can I take care of this on my own? Like, <laughs> yeah, like how do I deal with it? But like to the most, like the max stream of it, it's just, yeah, she's so funny. And I feel like she, she lightens that what would normally be like a dark, moody place. And she's like, well, not while I'm here. Not, not today. Yeah. It's going to be, we're going to be sunshine and rainbows today, everybody. I don't care how many heads are on the ceiling or how many eyeballs I have to avoid. under yeah. Um <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I love his, her effect on, on the villain too, where he, he's, you know, inadvertently like just becomes accustomed to her too. And kind of, you know, we'll try to be spoiler free as well, but yeah, he, he, she rubs off on him and then he gets used to her and comfortable around her. And, and I, but I love that. Like I tend to, to see, I just think it's really funny how she, like how you say it, like, yeah, the, the bubble thing where it's like, it's funny to see him uncomfortable. Like, it's funny to see him like, you know, putting the villain in that situation where he's just doesn't know, like, what, like, or he just like, yes. or he, he just kind of ignores it a little bit. Like, just be like, okay, well, what? <laughs> I think when I'm reading a story, this is like what I envisioned because anytime I'm reading a story and a character is so stoic or so serious and like, you're like, they just need a hug. <laughs> or like they need like they need to talk things through. But she's not I, I like that she's not afraid to challenge him, but she doesn't do it in a way that he's used to being challenged. Like he's a villain, so his challenges are between like sword fighting and swashbuckling with the heroes and <laughs> that sort of thing. Not like him being like, I'm gonna torture somebody and her being like, Have fun. Do yeah, right. <laughs> Or have it, yeah, or like having it like, wait, is this an HR issue? Like, do I need to do, you know, do I like, is it situations that, yeah, like that he's not used to and he's like, doesn't really oh know what gosh, to do yeah. about it. Like, yeah, I feel like the whole story is just one big HR violation. They're yeah. all, in fact, he's just like, after all of them, like, please. Like, the poor woman is really just doing her job and everyone's yeah. like, no, no, we're blurring all the lines here. They're really, yeah, like, exactly. They're gonna make it very difficult for you. Exactly. Cause yeah, even though she's so different, she still like fits in. Like she's still. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cause she has that. Well, she's like, we, you know, and that's what I like about it too. I love that trope. I like a character that's very grumpy and another character that's very yeah. like, and brings up kind of that side of them. And, you know, they kind of level each other out because they're opposites. And I really liked putting that dynamic through the, throughout the story. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. Um, so I kind of want to, we're going to bounce around a little bit. Um, I do want to like kind of explore your background because, like I said, your story of how you brought this, you know, this book to life is so cool and different and, and it's so exciting for you, you know? And so, um, kind of can you go into your background and how you just share your experience of how you went from an idea to a published work coming out in like a month, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I know I, somebody said that yesterday they were like, so it's, you're like, like almost a month out. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Day, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. What's soon? Like I blinked and it was here. And I, exactly. it, it, it was such a cool journey to get here because, and I've wanted to write since I was really, really young. I was, we have videos of me standing on the hearth of our fireplace telling the three bear story at like two. Because I just wanted to tell people, um, my parents would tell, you know, tell me bedtime stories before bed, but they would kind of control the narrative of the story. So they would like, if I wanted to change something, I would say it and then they would change it. And that was kind of my first experience storytelling. And I've always kind of followed that lead and that beat when it comes to like, you know, just writing on my own. And then eventually I found, you know, book talk. And I loved that, like, there's this whole community of people that just want to talk about books and stories. And um, I watched a bunch of people that did like funny videos, like doing like skit videos and things like that. Um, and at first, I did like a lot of like, self insert skits, like, oh, this is what it would be like if I was in an enemy's lovers romance, but it would not go at all well, because <laughs> I would not, <laughs> I would cry. <laughs> It would not work out. But then I also like the idea of like putting levity onto something that's normally like serious because that's how I get through things. I like to laugh through things to help me through hard stuff. 
and then uh, I had like ideas bounce around where I was like, oh, it would be really funny if I did like, I'm an assistant to a fairy tale character, or fantasy character. But I originally was like, I'm going to do it for like the fantasy heroine. But I had so many more ideas for the villain. And I was like, I'm just going to do that <laughs> and, see, and see what happens. And I remember I was nannying at the time. It was my full-time job was like nannying for twins um, that were under two. And that it was so fun. But I, it's obviously a busy job because they are walking around and I'm chasing them. So I like posted the video and I put my phone down. And, you know, I'm all around with them. And then I look at my phone and I see, like, all of these comments and people really liked it. And I was, like, really attached to the idea, too. So I was like, I'm going to keep making these. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. And then it was almost like the characters kind of developed as the the story went on. And then I started putting, like, you know, actual storylines into it instead of just, like, one beat per, like, video. It, like, started to be, like, continuation episodes and cliffhangers and like cliffhangers became my favorite thing. I got very power hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I was writing something else and I was like very determined to like, you know, write and publish a book. And I, cause that had been my dream since I was so young. And I was like, you know what? I'm not into this story. Like I want to write the assistant to the villain story. And I thought that when I first started doing them, that like, I want this to be a book eventually. I would love to like write this down. I think it would be like almost like a fantasy rom-com, which is like my dream. Cause I love rom-coms and I love fantasy, but you so rarely see them yeah go hand in hand and when i sat down to write it so much story i had laid out with the videos and like characters that like it was so easy at the beginning to like start writing it because it was like i was waiting to get these characters on paper and then you know from then on i was i started sharing the journey about writing the book to everybody that was watching the series so like we all got to be excited about it together which was like i was so lucky like i think that's a very fortunate thing to have people cheering you on yeah while you write a story like I don't think usually writing a book is a very isolating experience I think because a lot of it you do on your own but I got I had like a whole community of people cheering me on it was very 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 privileged and fortunate to have, be in that sor- circumstance it really propelled me to where we are now um, yeah I love that and I, I you're right about the isolation because it's also like you know am I on the right track I'm only it's like usually you only find out when your editor gets to it and then you're like Ugh, you know yes, yes <laughs> exactly yes it's so true I feel like a lot of writing a book is like you you sit alone with your computer or whatever your pen and paper however you're writing it and you're you're going just off you and your thoughts and your characters and it's it is really cool to like I would read like line, like short little lines to people and everybody would get excited with me. Yeah. And it was such a humbling, exciting um, feeling. Yeah. Really cool. And also you've already got like, you know, because of the following and because of that participation, that's just going to boost your readership. Like you've already got that base. And I'm like, that's why when I was like reading about how, you know, your experiences and like how you brought this, uh, this story and like your journey and all that, I I was just thinking, I'm like, man, she's already got like a fan list. She's already got her, re- you know, her readership, her pre-orders, like she's on her way, you know, like, and like, but I think that's like the beauty of it where just you find that community and there's probably like thousands of people who are in your shoes who would like are working on a story or they've had something, an idea for like 10 years and maybe in a couple of years, they'll sign a book deal. You know, it's like, it's, we're all on, they're all on like their different steps or their different levels in in their own journey and so that's like really cool that you know you found like your people and and you were able to use that to your advantage as well yeah I feel it's an incredible privilege I think and that's why I think like even having a social media following writing books and being an author is such a huge privilege because you do have a readership and I mean I felt like I had a million I feel like it's 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 I'm such an instant gratification person. I love like, ooh, <laughs> give it to me immediately. Yeah. Um, well, that's just the so digital age that we live in. It's so, so true. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And my attention deficit issues do not help. Like I, I just need like quick. And when I was writing originally, it would be, you know, you have to really pull that motivation out of you. And I, I, again, incredibly privileged to have people being like, oh, I'm so excited to read this. And that like fueled me. I was like, well, there are people that want to read this. I have like, and I love this story. And there are other people that already love this story. Like I am so, so lucky. And I just, every video I would post, I would get more excited to post another one, like another episode, because 
I'd get to interact with people in the comments and we would be laughing at the same yeah. jokes. And I was like, <laughs> it was, it was a really nice in like the lieu of the pandemic where I spent like a lot of time alone because I was living far away from my family and friends. A lot of my friends had left because it was in a college town that oh, sure. I okay, went yeah. to. So I had graduated and I was working full time and living alone and um, living far away from my family. And my really only social interactions were like going to work and nannying and hanging out with the kids mm-hmm. and their, their parents who I also love. And then I would go home and I'd, go on book talk and I'd read my books and it was just it was really nice to have like a community to connect with um during that time it was also really tough on my mental health being alone that often so it was kind of like reading for me was always like a way away from that like away from my own because you can't escape your own brain unfortunately Mm, yeah right Uh, you can't like (laughs) just take it up and put it down for a little bit yeah or like you know people try people use to try to escape but sometimes you know that's just like makes it worse you're like no you get even further into your brain like wait a second later it's gonna come back and and hit you even harder right Right. so reading was always a way for me to like kind of take a break from my my own head and my own thoughts and this was kind of just a new form of that for me like writing well writing also but also making this and talking about the characters with everybody and and growing to love them like together and yeah all like so amazing and mind-boggling yeah so what were like biggest lessons learned with your um experience as like a your first your first go around um as a debut author yeah i think uh yeah because this is because i've written before but this is my first published novel Mm -hmm. so that's really exciting but i think something i learned was like not to think too hard (laughs) but I think that I I have such terrible imposter syndrome and I just overthink everything and I am like a lot of my characters a people pleaser so I want to make everyone happy and when I sat down to write it I was like there's already people that was kind of like almost a reverse pressure thing where I was like there's a lot of people that already love the story I don't want to disappoint anyone and not add the points I'm supposed to add and not tell the story in the right way. And then I kind of had to come to a conclusion and a very empowering feeling because of course I want everyone to love it. And I want everyone that loves the series to be happy with it. But I think I also to be the most happy with what you mm-hmm. created. You have to be the most like pleased with what you've put down on paper and what you're giving to everybody. Because if, if somebody doesn't like it, that's so okay. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. But at the end of the day, I have to like it. I have to be happy with it. So I think I learned a little bit to put the people pleaser tendency away and kind of step into like, what makes sense for this character here yeah. and now? What makes sense for me here and now to do? And um, yeah, it's it's an empowering feeling that of course I care a lot about everybody, how everybody feels about the book, but I also have learned to put it down just a little bit so I can be happy <laughs> with what I've created. Yeah, because well. obviously you can't please everyone at the same time. And you also want right. them, your readers, or, you know, the people who are anticipating this book, you want, you want them to be able to trust you that you're going to yeah. develop the best, you're going to make it the best that it can be within your power, you know, like, yes, yes, absolutely. I think that's, that was like some of the, I was like, Oh, God, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want anybody to read it and think, Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But I, I think to a certain point like right you can't please everybody it's impossible you will drive yourself absolutely bananas trying to do that so what I hoped what I hope I achieved was writing something that I felt like made me so so happy and so laugh so like I loved rereading (laughs) I was like I'm such a dork because I would go in and I'd reread things that I wrote like g- giggle at yourself like yes. Yes. so I'm like all right chances are if I love this and that's how the skits started like I posted yeah. something I thought was funny and fun and I had a lot of people join in and agree with me and also like it um and yeah and at the end of the day obviously I, I really hope it makes everyone smile and laugh and and feel good and enjoy themselves and just have a fun adventure together but yeah I also was like I matter too. And I, I have to like it as well. And I have to be happy with it because it's so much easier too. if somebody's like, ah, this wasn't for me. You'd be like, Oh, that's so okay. Because it's yeah. for me. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And that's just like one person, you know, and it's like, exactly like a lot of readers, you know, I'm, I love thrillers, but I'm also that guilty pleasure is that some of those romance tropes, you know, like, and, and I, you yeah. know, I know I'm not alone. I know some people who are like, 
oh God, this again, but we still love it. We still love it. Like, yes. you know, the slow burn, the slow burn or like the enemies to lovers. Like, well, yeah, of course you're going to get it. But like, um, or the fake dating trope, you know, but like still like yes. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy reading it. It's okay to, yes. like, to be into it. It's okay. Yes. Yes. Have fun. <laughs> That's, that was the goal of writing the book. I was like, I want anyone to pick it up and read it to like enjoy themselves and have fun and have a good time. Cause that's what I like to do when I pick up a book. I yeah. like to like, enjoy myself and giggle and like if to the degree where I'm like I need to put the book down and take a lap around the room because that was like too much too, cute, yeah. too, much, too funny <laughs> I loved it so much like that sort of thing so that's that was the goal I hope I achieved it and you know you did and, and, at least for me you did I did like oh, I said before you. it was like it like yeah you think like okay you're she's working in a villain's like mansion she's working her boss is like the villain he's the evil brooding like you know character and but it's like it, it was still fun and charming and adorable and like oh, you found so a way glad. yeah it so was much. so fun like i was so but glad. i think it was like my experience was kind of reading it was um different it's funny like experiencing it the other way because like i after i finished the book then i started following you and watching those videos and like it was cool to kind of see how it started but then i became so obsessed i'm like oh my god this is so fun like you kind of just like extended the fun by like acting out these little scenarios between evie and the villain because i'm like it's 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 so funny it's hilarious and it's so cute i'm like give, give us more like this is this is hilarious this oh my awesome. god i'm getting red <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it's so, so fun and like i could yeah i could tell you had fun reading it and that the fact that you it comes off that way when you read it because you want the readers to have fun so too glad. yeah yes that's exactly i was like i hope when everyone reads that they can tell how much ridiculous fun I had <laughs> because it was like my mom would be like passing me. I'd be like on the couch, like typing, and she'd be like, "Why are you like grinning?" I'd be like, the, "Like open mouth grinning, like not like a cute little smile, like when you look at your phone." But I I'm like, "Uh, no, like a Cheshire cat grin, like on my face." And she was like, "You look scary." What are you <laughs> I was like, it's a romance. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Your mom's like, okay, well, okay, honey. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would try to like explain it to my family too, because they're not on book talk. A lot of them. I mean, a lot of them so supportive and will watch my videos and stuff, but a lot of them don't like understand like the tropes or like sure, what yeah. exactly I was doing. So they'd be like, so wait, so is the villains, the good guy. And I'm like, well, kind of, he's like, it's about him. I w and then I read the first line to like a bunch of my family members, like the severed head lines. I feel like everybody on TikTok knows it because I would be like, oh, there's severed heads hanging from the ceiling again. And they'd be like, is this a horror story? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's funny. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> and they're right. like, oh, are you all right? Like, <laughs> should we be talking to you more? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, are we missing like, something? I'm fine. I was like, there's a lot of people that like this stuff too. It's not I know, right? Well, just like out of context, and that's all you. That's all they get. Yes, so that's why they're yes. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Now they understand it more. My mom loves romance books, so she's like, ooh, so he's like a bad boy, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, kinda. <laughs> but so it's good. so funny because he like he doesn't even seem to be self aware. Like he just doesn't, or he is, but he like. Yeah, he's not like trying to put up a front. He that's it just that's who he is. He's not like Yes. You know. He's just very bad at emoting is this yeah. issue. Like he doesn't know how to emote properly. So like when a feeling comes out of him, he's like, What's what is that? What yeah. I feel warm in my chest. <laughs> I don't know why. What's going on? Like joy? Ugh. Like nothing. Right. Here. Yeah, it reminds that. me of your video where uh, one of the videos I watched where he was like, you were acting like if he was seeing his therapist or like a first time therapy yeah. session. She's like, is that a feeling? He's like, no, like, <laughs> no, I don't have those. What do you mean? <laughs> like, that's why I love like when characters are just like repelling anything good and bubbly and fun. And yet, like, he's so drawn to Evie. And I like little peaks and not to spoil. I don't really think this spoils anything, but he kind of turns a lot of things on their heads because he like you'd think 
Evie would be the one that would be like, I need sweets. Like, I want my coffee. But, like, he loves sugar. Like, he yeah, wants that's so funny. everything to be as sweet as possible. And he, I like to think he, like, subtly cares about people's feelings. But he does it in a way that, like, nobody knows. Yeah, like, he doesn't want people to know that he cares or that he notices. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. And sometimes I feel like he doesn't even realize that he's showing affection by doing these things. And he's like, no, no. This is just, <laughs> I'm just being a human. I'm a villain, not a monster. Like, right? What do you mean? That's so, <laughs> so funny. funny. That's yeah. I, I think when you when you pair those like kind of things together, and it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, everybody knows the villain. You know, like, well, just in any story, like people know it. But it's so cool to like. Well, he could be multidimensional too. Like he can. <laughs> yeah, he can, like, he can have a sweet tooth. Like he could. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he can do all those things. He's just trying to he's just trying to like get through the day without yeah. anybody bothering. Yeah. <laughs> like the, he's like, How could I tiptoe so that no one causes a scene? I'll just I'll care a little bit, just enough so that nobody bothers. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, Oh, I guess they are my employees after all. Like I should <laughs> like, yes. I want well, them to like continue a- working here. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that like I was talking to one of my brothers about this the other day and he was like, I just think it's so funny that there's a human resources lady in the, <laughs> in the villain's office. Like, why is he I was like, because he doesn't want to deal with the drama. Like he yeah. needs to take care of the drama for him. The drama, the payroll, all that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> all that important stuff. Like he wants a functioning, he likes organization. Like even villains like organized, color coded, alphabetized situation so yeah. like all of that is necessary <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't have time for it he needs it yeah. <laughs> like that's why he needs someone to do it for him um so did you so this is like you know based in a fantasy world was there any like any research involved like any thing that you had to look up to get either ideas or to kind of confirm some things did you you know how did how did that whole process go or was it just like you kind of did it as you went along Yeah, I think a lot of this book and just this story and just the way I like to tell stories in general is kind of like a love letter to all of like the early 2000s, 90s fairy tales that were funny, like growing up, like, (laughs) like the princess bride and like the Ella Enchanted movie, like the book was also fantastic. But I feel like the book was (laughs) very different (laughs) from the movie was like funny. And like, it was just fun, like campy and fun. And Stardust and like movies like that are like kind of what I grew up on. So this was kind of like a love letter to all of those, those stories that I loved, like fairy tales. So like we're in a fairy tale setting, like there's an en- almost like an enchanted wood. And I loved the show Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. which is why I was so stoked when uh, my publisher was like, we're pitching it Once Upon a Time meets The Office. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's such a perfect combo yeah. because... I it, once upon a time was such a huge influence for me growing up because it was just all of our fairy favorite fairy tales, but a little twist on them. Mm-hmm. Like they're not all quite the same as what we know them as. And yeah, this was kind of just like my my way of like kind of bringing those back and feeling the way I felt writing it was like the way I felt watching those stories growing up. So that was kind of the research was like yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it's totally fairy tale vibes like enchanted would so yeah highly recommend watching ella enchanted for research if anybody <laughs> needs to do that i've never seen that one is that the one with anne hathaway it um, is yes okay and it is so silly and so much fun and there's it's very tropey and it was yeah it was like a very like i very much like watched it all the time growing up and and princess bride and stardust yeah. and oh what was the one with drew barrymore Oh, ever after or something like that something like that another one that was like really fun and whimsical and funny in some parts and yeah kind of pulling all that together yeah (laughs) yeah that is fun and especially like that's cool that's awesome that that's kind of what you were going for and that's how you know your agent or whoever like received it like they're like well this, yeah. this fits yeah yes i was so stoked i was like oh my god yes i love what's <laughs> <laughs> captain hook in that show really liked it a number <laughs> he was so i was i remember like very vividly being in like eighth grade and like him popping up on the screen and me being like who is that that's supposed to be captain hook all right 
You're like, like, ooh, wait a second. That's what drew you to the villains. That's what you were like. Well, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what? I what if like I? What if I wanted to hang out with him? You know, like what? <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like the Vampire Diaries too was one of those shows that like glorified villains so much that you're like, ah, oh, he he murdered someone, but it's okay. It was like an accident. <laughs> you're, or you're like, you're like, <laughs> he's, it's complicated. True. It's complicated. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. There was like a, a villain or morally gray character in that show with dimples. And I was like, I can't be mad at him because when he smiles, he looks so cute. <laughs> like, he's not. Or like, yeah, one of the first things Evie says to him is like, you can't like be, be pretty and kill people. Like, this is not, yeah. it doesn't match up. And then he's just like, oh, you think I'm pretty? Like, it's like yeah. kind of the first little like insight that we get into like, oh, like, oh, he's not necessarily that scary. Like he's he, kind of like a normal person almost, you know, he's, or he's yes. just like another person. He's just a person who happens to like have this messed up past and like, you know, his agenda that no, that people, you know, he's a little misunderstood, right? Or like yeah. that everybody, or like the rumors are like, there's just rumors abound as to he's just like this horrible person, but he's not, you know, he's not necessarily, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And I think that it's a good play too on the fact that like there's good and bad and everyone. And like, it's kind of which side you choose to not only show people or which side you actually like implement in your life. Like we all make mistakes and do things that we regret or aren't supposed to do. And that's how we like learn. Um, yeah. and I, I'm a firm believer that any mistakes we make in life are learning tools to be better humans later. So it's, it's fun writing characters that are like the most extremist form of being like not the best person, but still kind of finding redemption qualities within yeah. them. Cause you're like, all right, well, I kind of get what, how they got there. I kind of understand why he's the way he is. It makes sense. And then he has like charming little quirks like along the way that you're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. So he's not quite all bad. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, he just, you know, he just needed the right person, I think, to just kind of bring that out into him and, or just to show, just to kind of demonstrate like, you know, it's okay to not like, to not, you know, scowl all the time. Like, it's okay. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, he's almost like living up to a, like, something he feels like he's supposed to be giving off and i think he's so good for him because she lets him be it allows him to be silly and to like have a little bit of fun and like enjoy himself and like that's okay you're allowed to do that but she's kind of what makes that easier for him to achieve which is why i love their dynamic so much together because that's exactly like she kind of drops his walls a little bit by just catching him off guard like it's too late yeah. for him to put it back up because he's like what did you just say <laughs> what are you talking about he's just like i'm gonna pretend that i didn't hear that like i think you know because she says something inappropriate about him like and then she turns around and he's standing right there and i'm like yes. what <laughs> yes i love that scene because she just like doesn't have a filter and she doesn't know how to like she's a very upfront person and she's the kind of person that like when people don't speak in like like passive aggression would go right over her head she doesn't get it she's like just say what you mean i don't understand why we're all skirting around the truth right now just say how you feel i'm confused um it's very much her and i think for him that's good because so much of him is reserved and quiet and like you know only giving like a little bit and she gives everything yeah right there's off like that. no there's no guessing with her like what you see is what right. you get and she's right. yeah and he's he's she's showing him like it's okay like to show a little bit more like it's you know yeah and i think he also in like the other end i love their dynamic too because i think he pulls out something in her that is there but she doesn't like play it off because people are always and she's kind of like husband she thinks this is the way i am and i can't change the way i am but yeah like she just has to be in the right situation right like she just hasn't been in many situations where she can kind of like let that side of her you know play out a little bit right right like she's this is a good to go into a villain's stuff happening and she's like oh all right is this that's going to be my day today? Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's do it. 
but she's you know so so a certain part of her has to be like a little unhinged and I think yeah, she right. recognizes <laughs> that in her it kind of brings that out and they both like allow each other the space to like be a different or like show a different side of themselves so she kind of makes him drop his wall she kind of drops her wall as well because in a lot of ways I think for her for him his like mask of indifference is his protection and for her making jokes about things and being sarcastic and that's kind of her wall to put up against other people mm-hmm. when she doesn't want to show something she's feeling you know because I think everyone thinks she wears her heart on her sleeve and she does to a certain extent but there's a lot of stuff she would rather just keep in that's to not inconvenience other people yeah because yeah like you said like she's not grossed out she's not phased and she's kind of like a little curious about it and but that's the part of her that she's kind of like is that a, you know she's kind of second guessing that she's like is it weird that i'm not grossed out is it weird that i'm not you know but i think it's yeah. so, that's what makes her so relatable she's like am i messed up like but you know it's like well no literally you're, like, when you're-, you're you're good for the role where <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're the girl for the job <laughs> yeah like you for sure got the right position <laughs> it's like you you were unfazed by all of the things that you should be a little bit afraid of right but, yeah, i think that's why I love their balance so much because she's underestimated. She puts on a mask. He puts on a mask. But when they're together, they both kind of just kind of exhale a little bit and are able to like drop it, but in a very opposite sort of way. Yeah. Um, So their balance is super fun. And it's funny because, you know, you have to, I think that's a lot of it. Like any bosses, like anyone who has a personal assistant, like, that relationship, that dynamic is going to have to be a, a, a reach a certain level of comfort, right? It's like she, you know, any assistant like has to be able to pick up on his cues or anticipate his needs to an extent, right? It's like, you know, or just be very comfortable and they have, and he has to like, you know, the boss has to trust the assistant and, and, you know, like I love how when, she she runs so many things but you don't even know it until it's like no but she's not there and like right. you know and like that's like part of the exactly, job right yeah. you should, like nobody has nobody should know how the place would fall apart without you you know it's like you should be right. so good at your job that nobody even notices how smooth it is it's like yes you know and and that's her that's she does it she's good at what she does and so to the point where you know, yeah, like nobody realizes it until she's not available. She's not there anymore. And they're like, well, shit, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, hey, all this bad stuff happened. Where, where's Evie? And they're like, ah, uh, yeah, right. It's really true. And I, I think it's, that is so true about their assistant boss dynamic because they do need to keep a certain level of professionalism, but Evie is not good at being professional <laughs> about anything. And I think that as she brings like the comfort and warmth into, I, I think with all the characters too, it's not just with the villain. Like she kind of brings the office down to a level where it almost feels like a family instead of just yeah. people that work in the same place. But yeah, as she's also like, I don't need all this credit for all these things. I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do for my job. And then you won't always know about it until I'm not here to do those things. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's part of like, there's a line in the book that I loved so much, which is like, you know, Evie doesn't, she's very outwardly confident, I think, but we see a lot in her inner monologue about all of her self-doubt, which I think yeah. is like very relatable, at least for me. Yeah, I absolutely have so much self-doubt, um, but I try to be on the outside, like I've got it together, but I really yeah. don't. <laughs> I have nothing to You're get not alone. at all. You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I feel like we all, like most human beings, like try to give off the vibe, like, all right, I'm we're all figuring, we're all really just trying to figure out how to do it. Like life, like we're just trying to figure out how to get through the day. And don't let anyone fool you. Right. Don't let anybody fool you. We're all, you know, going with it. (laughs) We're all figuring it out as we go along. Correct. So I feel like between both of them, they kind of have that bless you in their inner monologue um, where they both kind of have, you know, those moments of doubt, but outwardly you would never know those things because they have that mask up with other people where they're like, no, no, I'm fine. But there's this line that I really love that the villain says where he's like, you're chronically underestimated by people. I would never make that mistake. Like something like that. And I just loved that line because I felt like for her, that was like, oh, so, cause like, that was like an, I see you line. Like, I know this is what a lot of people see, but know that I, I can see past that part and I see the rest too. And I like 
like what I see. And I like, yeah. you know, that was kind of his way of being like, I like being around you. Yeah, right. Short <laughs> like, to lips tone. <laughs> like the closest you get to saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's the, that's the best he's, she's going to get at that point. <laughs> yes, yes. So true. He's, he's but then she's, so she's probably counting it as a victory. She's like, oh, yes like yeah like yes exactly well she was like that's like the best compliment I've ever been given is that like I'm chronically underestimated by people but you don't think like you would never make the mistake of underestimating like what I'm capable of And, and I think for a lot of people it's when someone has enough confidence in you it makes you feel like I can do anything yeah like I can do this I can do hard things because there's someone that believes in me and yeah, I think that's a big thing throughout the story as well. It's just somebody yeah, believing absolutely. in you enough for you to be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Absolutely. For both of them, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the villain, he's yeah. confident too, but he's all, you know, like I said, like he's another person. Like he, yeah, like, yeah. Down he has insecurities to it. too. Yeah. 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 He has a lot of insecurities he needs to to work through for sure. We're going to try to work through some of them in book two. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, just a few more questions before we wrap up here. It's so crazy. Like our time like went by so quickly. Oh my God. I've had so much fun. I know. <laughs> um, so what were the most challenging parts to write? And then what were the most enjoyable parts to write? You kind of, you know, hinted at this. Is there like um, anything that sticks out to you? I think one of the harder parts to write was like, Evie's inner monologue I think it felt like some parts of it felt very intimate like writing how she thinks about herself um, and how she feels about herself but I think the easiest part was like actually sitting down to put the characters down because a lot of the skits is like me talking to a wall (laughs) (laughs) no one else is there (laughs) that's like take the magic out of it but a lot of it's me yelling at an empty chair (laughs) <laughs> like it's just me <laughs> so there's only so much you can do with just your side of, and kind of the way I format out the skits is like she talks you kind of assume what the other person's saying and she continues to talk so my favorite part the most fun was putting them all down all the characters down on paper and writing their back and forth because I'm like this is what he would say back should, should you be able to hear it this is how he would respond to what she's saying and vice versa and kind of getting into the villains in her monologue was the most fun I've ever had doing anything ever. I could, every chapter that I got to write in his POV, I was like, yeah, yeah. like maniacally to myself <laughs> because, because we, you kind of get a lot of EV, but getting into him, like into his headspace, is just so fun. Cause you think he's thinking one thing, but then he's thinking something totally different um, so I think his POVs are probably the easiest part. And I think the most difficult time I had was um, during Eve, some of Evie's POVs, mostly like emotionally, because I put a mm-hmm. lot of myself into my characters and the story. And like you kind of had to be a little vulnerable and, and yeah, put it yeah, down I on think, paper. Yeah. Yeah. I think some parts about writing the villain was the same way. Like I put a lot of myself in him as well. So I would write a line that he's feeling and feel like, Ooh, that, Ooh, that was a little too close to home. I need to take a break for a little bit. Um, same thing with Evie, but Evie even more so like she would think like something very vulnerable about herself and something I could very much relate to. And I would, I would literally need to take a break because I was like, cause the funny parts are so easy to write. It's the deeply emotional parts that you're like, Ooh, uh Oh, I'm yeah, I get like the villain where I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel. Yeah, I, feel. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta write this. I can't, I can't be crying. I know, right? Yeah, because you're like, you gotta like almost prepare yourself a little bit. You're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might get there. <laughs> like, right? Like, yes. I might get yes. there. I might reach a yes. a place that I'm not, I'm not thrilled about. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. So definitely, most difficult parts were like getting a little raw for some of the lines and, and you wouldn't think because like it's a it's supposed to be like a funny fairy tale story but you do get like a very human experience from I'd like to think all the characters not just Evie and the villain mm-hmm. um but writing in there because the book is in both of their points of view you kind of get a little bit more intimate with both of them and you're like oh that I wouldn't hurt a little bit yeah <laughs> that right <laughs> that touched me in the gut and I'm like, I did this to myself. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just like, oh, can't, 
to I yep. <laughs> different when you read a line in a book and you're like, ooh, ouch, that hurt. But you're like, okay, they didn't like no. But I'm like, I did that to me. Like yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> you're like, oop, all right, just just yes. move on. Just move on. Yes. <laughs> yes. But by far comedy was the easiest part of it. I just love the banter. I loved like having a serious moment and then throwing a wrench in it and just making it the most unserious moment yeah. ever. Um yeah. Yeah, that's I think like that's Evie's. I am. Um, I think that's. I yeah. I think that would. Um, I second that. Just like how I said before, just where she makes him kind of uncomfortable, like because he catches she she catches him off guard, and that was those are I think for me as a reader the probably the more fun parts and like the dialogue. You know, like you said, it was just I could t- like I said before, like you could tell you were having fun because it it is fun to read as like to experience it it's it's yeah i i mean i was i was giggling stupidly too so it's like <laughs> oh my god I'm so, that makes me so happy because i feel like i'm just getting people are just starting to read arcs and stuff so like i'm just starting to get feedback and yeah stuff and yeah hear about it how people felt about it because i'm like i know how i felt about it and like how like i had some of my friends read it and obviously my publisher and my editors and stuff um, but it's, that's so nice to hear. Cause I was like, the whole goal is I want to make people smile and laugh and have a little bit of a fun escape from day to day life or whatever yeah. you're trying to like take a break from mentally. Like this is that I wanted it to be like a little escape. So yeah, I yeah, so no, very well done. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what advice do you have for Evie? What advice do you have for the villain? Oh my goodness. Um, I think for Evie, I think don't be afraid to to be a burden sometimes. I think she's so set on never burdening anyone. I don't even want to say the word burden because I feel like that's so negative, but she's so afraid of having any other feelings besides, ah, everything's fine. We're cool. I'm smiling through all of this. So we're fine. <laughs> But, you know, as someone who's struggled a lot with, like, my mental health and has smiled through things that I can't believe I smiled through, it's okay to, like, be sad and to cry and to even let people see that part, too. Like, I think she's very set on being super strong and happy and fun for everyone so that everyone kind of has a safe place. But she she's allowed to have a safe place, too. So I think I tell her it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's okay to like emote. And I think I would tell the villain the same thing, but in a reverse way. Like they both kind of have the same issue, but in a reverse way where I'm like, it's okay to smile. Like it's okay to laugh. You're allowed to, you're allowed to love and you're allowed to like have fun and you're allowed to enjoy life. Like nobody is saying you can't. Um, I think he feels like enjoying things is kind of against what he's supposed Mm. to be looking for. And I think that in a lot of ways, he feels like he doesn't deserve those things. And I think that even if you've made mistakes in life, you still deserve to find like your slice of happiness and um, you still deserve to, to heal and to, you know, you're still a person, you know, we all, we all screw up sometimes and that doesn't take away your humanity. Like you, you look at the mistake, you go, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be better tomorrow, but I still am allowed to be a, a human. Yeah, <laughs> so I think right. I tell, tell them both it's okay to feel human feelings. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> like for, for her, sure. it's okay to like, it's okay to not show it or it's okay to show like the other parts of her. Yeah. You know, and for him too, it's okay to, it's okay to show it. It's okay to show the other parts of him. It's, yeah. 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 It's okay <laughs> to drop the mask for a little bit. No one's going to run and hide if you laugh or if you cry like either right. way you both are okay and if they do like screw them right like right right like it's it's also too like we shouldn't care so much about other people's outward perceptions like obviously we should all be good to each other and kind to one another when we can and i'm i like very big believer in kindness and goodness and all of that but i also think that again you're never going to please everybody like there's yeah. always going to be one person that so you might as well just do the best you can, but also just like take care of yourself too. Like you matter as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, the older I get, I kind of think that too. It's like, it's, it's a nice feeling of not like, I'm, I just don't have time for it. I'm just like, yeah. you know, you get yeah. to a certain point where like, and I'm like, I know I'm not finished growing, but I'm, I'm happy with who I've become so far. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, everybody is feeling at some point the same 
or at some level, the same things like that you are like people also have self doubt. They, some people are people pleasers or they don't, you know, they don't like making, or they're worried about what people might think of something that they've done or like, or they're just not aware of it. And because, you know, that person didn't share that, how they felt with me. So like, I had no idea, you know what I mean? It's like, right. It's this, it's a human experience. And it's, it's just like, once you look at it, like just take the pressure off of, like, oh, like, am I living up to anybody's expectations? Or like, am I disappointing anybody? It's like, just you do you figure it out. Yeah. It's like, like, at the end of the day, people are more focused on themselves anyway. It's like, it's so true. And I know. feel like Evie says a line about that towards the beginning, where she's like, everybody's super more like people don't notice what I'm doing. Because most of the time, you're very worried about what you're doing, like yeah. in your own head, I'm worried about what I'm doing. And, you know, yeah, I think it's, we can all be good and kind to one another, but we all, we also should be good and kind to ourselves. I feel like people forget that, like to be gentle. And I would give that to all my characters. I feel like none of yeah. them are very nice to themselves. So <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, guys, be nice to each other, but also yeah. be nice to <laughs> I yeah, know we're going to go to the office, but we're going to have a kindness jar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, you're being mean. You're being mean to yourself. Stop it. Like, stop it. Yeah. I know you're a villain. I know you just tortured, spent all morning torturing some guy, but like, be gentle with yourself. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that part of him too. So what can readers look forward to in the next installment? So in book two, uh, we're going to be kind of turning more fairy tales on their head, but you're definitely going to see more of Evie's, uh, I don't, I'm trying not to spoil anything. You're right. <laughs> uh, more of Evie's kind of development into sort of like into villainy, like kind of she's going to take on more of a villain role in book two. Um, I won't say in what context, but um, yeah, you kind of get to find out more of the side characters backstory. And book two is uh, sort of a scavenger hunt situation without revealing too much. I won't Ooh. say what they're looking for, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So sort um, of more turning fairy tales on their head, um, even more so in book two. Definitely more adventure, more romance. We'll see where between who. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Um, okay, so Hannah Nicole Mayer, assistant to the villain, comes out on August 29th. Thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. I love getting to know your journey, and I'm so happy that you brought um, this story to the world, and I, I can't wait for the next one. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Okay, there you go. That was Hannah Nicole Mayer talking about assistant to the villain. That comes out on August 29th. Uh, check out the show notes to find her website and social media and where you could purchase the book. Rate, review, subscribe. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, The Nerd Cantina and Cantina Book Club. Find my book reviews on thenerdcantina.com. If you do find a book that you really enjoy, go ahead and hop on over to Goodreads and Amazon and give them a rating. Um, it really does help the authors out. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>